episode four of LHS Tiger Talk is up and running on a frigid cold Friday morning here in the Albert Lee, Minnesota area. Principal Chris Dibble welcoming you to ALHS Tiger Talk along with my friends Jack Skinnis and Mike Olson. Morning, guys. How's it going? Going good. Good. Good good to hear. Um, Like I said, we're going to start everything with an activities review and preview. So let's uh, let's let's jump right in. What do you guys got? Um, uh, I'll start with basketball. Um, Boys basketball has had a tough week. Um, Went to Chatfield yesterday and uh, yeah, we struggled, Um, but uh, yeah, uh, girls basketball, I think, uh, struggled also this week. Um, uh, boys and girls hockey, uh, both, uh, beat up on Austin pretty good last night. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, sounds like hockey took care of business. Uh, heard Mika Psychos and Morgan Gaskin scored their hundred points for each of them. So that's a big ac- accomplishment for them. It sounds like, and, um, big deal for the school and the hockey program and then wrestling took care of business Tuesday we had uh, Mayo and East Mayo the returning section champs and we um beat them 48-18 I believe so we took care of business wrestled very good and then we had uh Simley tonight and then we got a tournament over in Lake Crystal tomorrow so so it's busy time. It's busy get, time. Getting to that time here. End of January, we're heading into play, the, the postseason's right around the corner. I think girls' hockey's only a few weeks out yep. already here. I know the boys' swimmers were also – I don't think there's any action this week. I think they are I think they got six or th- like three matches in six days next week. So I think swimming's going to ramp up here in a little bit. But um, what else is out there? I know the e-gamers have some state coming up. Um, we're going to try to get um, Mr. Pagel, Mr. Egner in here to talk robotics and gaming here in the next couple of weeks. So we can get some of those. I mean, I don't know a lot about those activities because they're pretty new. And it's great that we're offering new new choices for people here. So we'll get them in. We'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, what's, so we know swimming is going to heat up. What do you guys got next week for basketball, uh, wrestling? Um, I think basketball were Monday, Thursday, Friday, I think. Um, so, yeah, we got a, we got a long week and they're... We're we're on a road streak, so I think we got we've had like three in a row, including tomorrow, um, and then three next week all the way. Okay. Um, we got a big one next Thursday. Um, a try with the Northfield and Faribault, two um solid big nine, big nine foes, and Northfield will be a big one for us if we take care of them. Um, we should be in a good spot to win the conference. And where's o- a- where's Oatana this year? Oatana, they're. Decent. They lost uh, lost to Northfield so far, so they're probably okay. third or fourth best team. When do you see them? Um, February first. February first. That'll be a fun one in Oatana. That's in Oatana in the new gym. They got the new spotlight up. I know Oatana yep. does the spotlight wrestling there, yep. so I've uh, I got to experience that. Was it last year? You guys were in, were you in Oatana last two year? Two years ago. Two we years ago. Then. So I was over there watching that. It's my you know living in Oatana. I had never actually been to a wrestling match, so you guys brought me there. I appreciate that. And that little spotlight thing is a little bit different. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a blast going over there. We got a big rivalry and always tense and um, fun, a little different with the spotlight on the mat. And it gets gets pretty intense that night. So, All right. Well, thanks for that activities review and preview, guys. Um, before we bring in our guests, there's one more thing we want to talk about, and that's uh, our paraprofessionals that do their work in the, in the school building. Uh, for those who don't know, a paraprofessional is someone who assists students in the classroom um, helps teachers out. We have numerous paraprofessionals. Do you guys see paras in your classes? 
I think I got one uh, one this semester with a minute, and yeah, seem like they do a great job. And yeah, there's some unsung heroes in the building, and one of them are our paraprofessionals and our success coaches. Success coaches in our district are the ones who do a lot of uh, translation services for our students who speak other languages. Um, a lot of calls home. We have three uh, success coaches who speak Spanish, and we have three success coaches who speak Korean. And so, having those people in the building is a is a huge asset to to the entire community. But Paraprofessional Appreciation Week is going to take place January twenty second through the twenty sixth. We are going to include our success coaches in that because I don't know if there's a success coach appreciation week. I mean, we have something for pickles and ice cream, but we don't have anything for success coaches. Yep. So we're going to put them with our paras. We're going to call it a paraprofessional and success coach appreciation week. We're going to be giving them daily snacks. We're going to be giving paras shout outs. I believe Tiger Vision is going to do something. Is there something planned for some para recognition next week? Yep. I believe we got a little video or segment made up for them. So Awesome. So thank you, paras, Albert Lee Area Schools. Thank you, paras, all around the state of Minnesota and the country internationally what the heck let's go happy paraprofessional appreciation week january 22nd through the 26th um, next week thank you paras for everything you do we appreciate you working with our students and making this uh making this machine we call education tick so big shout out to you guys all right no applause necessary for our next guest but i'm going to turn a mic on here and we are going to bring in mr 315 officer 315 um, our school resource officer, we have two of them in the district this year. We have um, Adam Kahn at the high school and David Hughes um, stationed out of the middle school over at Southwest. Um, they cover all of our buildings. Uh, they each have assignments, but they're there to back each other up whenever we need them. And today we're going to talk school resource officer. As we were talking with Senator Dornink uh, last week, we know that the uh, there's been some you know, school resource officers have been in the news here. Uh, but before we get into the nitty gritty, um, Albert Lee Police Officer Adam Kahn is our school resource officer. He also acts as an assistant varsity basketball coach. He's got a few kids that have been through the school district, one in here now, a couple of them. One of them almost out of college now, and one of them just getting started. Um, let's welcome Officer Kahn. Thanks for having me. All right, there you go. You get less applause than the pairs, but a little <laughs> bit more than, more, more than we get every day. So um, <clears throat> how long have you been an officer with ALPD? Uh, going on uh, 24 years. 24 years. That's a long time. Yeah, I've seen a lot, done a lot. Uh, started the SRO. I've uh, been in this capacity for three years. So yeah, three years SRO. I remember you took over for the legendary Ted Herman. 210. Yes, the 210. <laughs> um, badge numbers are kind of a way we, we, we talk to people around here. So 210 was Ted Herman. 315 is what's use out there if we need him? Uh, you'd be 309. 309. That's a that's a sweet number, 309. All right. <laughs> so what's your day look like as an SRO? Uh, basically, uh, I arrive at the school about the time the students are getting into class. Um, if there's anything the administration has to pass on to me, follow up on that stuff. Uh, I get in the halls, uh, interact with the students. Um, if the deans or principals are seeing anything that needs to be to draw attention to, we deal with the issues at hand if they have anything that they needed me to deal with, I deal with that. And then uh, other students that come down and want to talk to me will deal with the issues that they have to, and concerns they have. So the, uh, your daily routine, let, let's go to percentages quick. How many, how mu what percentage of your day is spent tracking kids down and writing tickets? I would say it's very minimal. Uh, a lot of what I deal with is interacting with the kids, the students in the building. Um, 
you know, they, they want to see me. They want to have, they have questions with me. They have questions about the, the profession. They have questions about what I do. They have questions about, you know, what, what my day looks like. You know, it, a lot of it's not, it's not writing the tickets, the interactions with the students, it's about uh, formulating those uh, relationships so they feel comfortable coming and talk to me. So from, from a student point of view, what's it like having a uniformed officer in the building? Um, well, with all the craziness going on just around the U.S., especially with shootings and whatnot, it's, I mean, it helps us feel a lot safer, I feel. Um, and obviously, it's just nice to have someone here that, like, I mean, you can ask him questions about his profession, obviously. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, I'd say definitely someone that can uh, make school safer, better place. Um, definitely... Definitely just makes school better overall, having someone here that can um, do what he does and someone that we can go to if we have any problems, and I'm sure he can take care of whatever we need. Yeah, and I'm lucky enough to live right next door during my work day here. We, we work, there's a lot of collaboration with, with Officer Khan and our administrative team, and, and a lot of it, most of it's not writing tickets. Are there tickets issued? Absolutely. We'll get into that in a second on what we're, what, what we're ticketing here in the building or what, what gets referred to law enforcement. But most of what we hear is people coming in with questions. You know, hey, I've got this going on. Is you know, what's the legality of here? Can I park my car here, or can I not park my car here? What's uh, you know, just just questions that someone who knows the answer is right across the hall, and we can be there. So let's do. Let's talk a little bit about what when we do refer someone to law enforcement. What's it usually for? What are, what what's the majority of your uh, work on the law enforcement side, other than being seen? Oh, when I get a referral from. Uh from administration, it, it's usually dealing with somebody that with uh, a vape device. Uh, we we see some drugs. Um, uh, we obviously we have some fights in the school, um, and so even if it's just not an interaction where two students can't get along, you know, it's where we got to bring them down, figure out the issues at hand, and see if we can work through it. Um, we have um, and harassment's another one too, and we have kids that uh, want to harass other students. Um, they look so they're looking for advice how to deal with the issue at hand, how they can protect themselves from being harassed. Um, and, and a typical thing is, you know, you know, a lot of the, and the students know, since I've been in the school for three years, you know, if it's something where it's breaking the law, I'm not cutting breaks. You know, it's something where there needs to be accountability, uh, and I'm huge on accountability, as, as uh, Mr. Dibble is also. So, you know, that, that's why we're collaborative with, uh, there's accountability for your actions. So if you make a poor choice, we're going to hold you accountable. Now, it is the, uh, with being a juvenile, but most, you know, almost all of our people are juveniles in the building. Um, with that, you know, eight, uh, seventeen and under for the most part. Um, juvenile court different than adult court? Uh, juvenile court is a lot different than adult court. Uh, usually, uh, you appear in a, a juvenile court. You don't have anybody else in the courtroom with you. Uh, you're appearing by three as yourself and a parent and a judge. Uh, there may be a couple attorneys in the in the room also. But a lot of it, uh, it's dealing with the issue at hand. You know, it's, you know, it's. Not to say they're going to give you a break, but it's working with you to try to make sure you can correct your behaviors. And I think that's the big thing. School is about getting you prepared for life. Yep. Um, when you guys, when, when Mike and Jack leave here, and what are we down to? Five months or so? You're going to be out there in the real world. Things change a little bit. And so we want to give you that education base. And, it, it, you know, if you're making poor choices in high school, we want to get you to see what it's like in front of a judge before it turns into bigger bigger outcomes. Right. Um, so what does happen? Let's say... Let, let's pretend a student brings, I don't know, a marijuana vape to school because that, we're seeing more and more of these. Um, I don't know. I would actually like to get some student input on that. What do you guys see out there? Easy to get stuff? 
I'm sure. Um, I mean, I'm sure. I know you guys aren't looking for it, obviously, and all that there. But I mean, at any one point in time, we know there's vapes that are available for students, and chemical health is something that we concentrate on as much as we can. Um, I know a lot of. I know I've talked to Rochester and Mankato's all have chemical health counselors in their buildings now, and we're looking at seeing if we can find a way to get some of those in the Albert Lee schools as well to try to get people off of these. Nicotine's very addictive. Um, I hear from proponents of, of marijuana that's not addictive, but from what I see from students, having that vape available seems like an addiction addiction to me. And from what we've seen with the THC and marijuana-based vapes, they're super easy to get for anyone. Adam? Yeah, and that's what I and see too is, you know, I, I can sit back, you know, I can kind of see, you can kind of watch, you know, who's mingling in it, and you can kind of pick it out, who's who's holding, who's not. You know, my main concern is, too, is, is getting it out of the building because we all know the effects of smoking marijuana on the uh, development of the brain. And that's the big thing is, you know, a lot of students don't see that side of it, what the effect is on, on the development of the brain. You know, the, the brain's not fully developed until you're 21. And now we're introducing chemicals at, you know, as low down as you know, we're seeing it in the junior high levels. We're seeing it down at seventh grade level. And introducing these chemicals, it's just an it's interruption in their ability to develop their brain and learn in the school. And that's my thing is if we can get it out of the schools and we can get some education on the effects that it has on an individual, I think people would step back and take a big, see the big picture of it. And hopefully that they could see that what they're doing is not helping themselves and I know it's not easy once you start to quit, but there's is resources that we can help you to get to quit. And, you know, a lot of it, too, is that the parents don't see it either that they're using. So bringing the parents into the fold, too, that helps uh, to kick the habit that the, the, the student's on. Do you guys see people coping using chemicals in the student population? Um, this year, I feel like it's been a little less. Um, but every once in a while, you'll walking in the bathroom or, or something and you'll see him handed off. Um, that's typically what I see. Um, I don't necessarily see them like actually using it. Um, but just bathrooms typically is where I see stuff going on. Yeah, I'm sure easy to easy to access through everybody here and pass around and even outside of school, I'm sure they can get it from people all over. So if they're not getting it from someone in school. Yep. So accessibility and then just a need to cope. Um, and we'd rather, we'd rather have people come in and have a, you know, let's talk about some of these mental health issues that we know are out there instead of coping with it using a chemical. Let's, let's get to the root of the problem. We've added social workers. We've added counselors. We're doing what we can here to, to make it better. So if nothing else, reach out for help. And if you're a student out there who knows someone who's struggling with addiction, give us a, give us a shout out. You don't have to, you don't have to give us your name. You know, you got to see something, say something line out there that you could send me some. Hey, I'm really worried about this person. We want to make sure that they're in a good spot. And I think that they're coming, coming every day and using that vape pen. Let's, let's get them some help and assistance to make sure that we don't um, go down that road of, a, of addiction. So big topics today, um, and, but, but it's important stuff to talk about. Um, let's talk about fights. Because um, if I read social media, we have about 17 fights a day, maybe 17 fights an hour because it... It seems that people think this is like a um, fight club here at the high school. Um, what's the reality, Officer Khan? The reality of it is that we're not seeing the uh, the large amount of fights that we have in the past. And the reality of it is, is you know, we yeah, we have students that disagree, but we're not seeing the uh, interaction, the fighting. Um, 
And I think a lot of that has to do with we see students are taking initiative to come down and tell us that, hey, I have an issue with this individual. You know, they're trying to work through it and try instead of taking it to the next step and just meeting somewhere and fighting. You know, and that's what we see, too, is, you know, a lot of the issues that we see, it's not stemming from in the school. It's stemming from something that happened outside the school. And we're trying to bring that into the school to take care of an issue. Um, if we can get the help, talk to our parents, talk to somebody that you confide in. You know, you come to the school, don't take the initial step to find an individual and have an altercation. You know, we have plenty of adults in the building that we can seek out, that can give good advice, and we can help work through that before we have to stem to, stem to violence. And then any, then it gets stepped to that level, and we got to start issuing citations. Yep, and that's that's usually the citation that we see is either a uh, disorderly conduct or a fifth degree assault type ticket. And once again, that's not a ticket to get you in trouble. It's a ticket to get you more support from at the county level. Mm -hmm. uh, Freeborn County, I do have a, give a shout out to ALPD and Freeborn County for having an amazing truancy program and an amazing um, just juvenile support system set up. Uh, they do great work with our with our youth and uh, um, the partnership that we get between Freeborn County. And the ALPD is, it's incredible. And I know I talked to other principals and they don't have it. Mm -hmm. they, they don't have that support. So kudos to, to all those people at Freeborn County and the ALPD to make sure we're good. Um, you guys are in the halls. Um, I don't sense as much tension in the halls as there were a while back, especially post-COVID where people weren't used to being with each other. You've been here five years. You guys have kind of been on that roller coaster ride post-COVID. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on where we've been and where we've gone? Yeah, I think... I mean, haven't heard about things, haven't seen things um, in a long time, I don't think. Um, yeah, I used to feel like even last year, two years ago, it was uh, real bad hearing hearing people talk about what's going to happen and then seeing or seeing people posting up with their video cameras ready to, ready to catch what's about to go down. But I haven't really seen or heard of much, not since early in the year at least. Yeah, um, a couple years ago even, I feel like there was, I was hearing about a fight every other day, um, and that's not the case anymore. I feel like it's really improved, um, and I, d I don't hear about fights hardly ever anymore. And that's the big thing, is that the community hears about fights. Um, even when you were 8th, ninth grade, you hear about fights. How many did you actually see? I've never seen a fight here. <laughs> never not seen a, a fight one. But the word spreads. Yep. And it's not always accurate. And as a as a school district employee, I'm not going to post every day. I'm not going to go to the elderly tribune every day and say, we had zero fights in the high school today. We had one fight in the high school today. It's one of those drawbacks of social media is that people can say anything they want, and I don't. we don't get a chance to respond to it. Um, so I want to let the community know, the people know, you know, this is a pretty safe environment. We work closely with our students. We work closely with Officer Khan, the admin team, the teachers, the paras, everybody involved wants this to be a safe place to learn. And I think these two gentlemen sitting across the table can tell you that at m almost all the time as you walk down the hallways, you're in a pretty safe spot. Yes, 100%. For sure. For sure. Yep. And so um, we invite people in. We did have a, a school board member walk through with us and see the lunches after hearing about some fights. And uh, that person even said, oh, this is kind of boring. I'm like, I love boring. Boring lunches are the best. I mean, if, if you guys are having a nice conversation and sitting there, that's, uh, that's my idea of a good day up, up at lunch. So. Anything else? Uh, closing thoughts from our special guest today, Mister Three Fifteen, Officer Khan. Uh, just keep what we're doing. We're doing, you know, the, the leadership. I think the senior class has done good for leadership with showing within the building. Um, you know, if you got issues, come down and talk to somebody. You know, it's not something you have to hide. Keep it to yourself. There's adults here that are willing to listen. 
you know, and, you know, get involved, get involved in activities, get involved in, you know, it doesn't have to be sports. It can be get involved in the play, you know, get involved and get to know somebody, you know, interact with others, it, you know, make your high school experience uh, something you remember, you know, it goes quick and before you know it, you'll be graduated and, and you're off to college and into the real world. So it's, you know, make it a memory that's worth lasting. Enjoy the season. Who is that? Who is that legendary Vikings coach? Enjoy the season. Who was it? Big guy. You know, you're gonna know your. I think it was two coaches ago. Oh, someone's gonna get Mike Tice. Yep. Was that him? Enjoy the season. Was that <laughs> was that him, Adam? Yep. Living the night. Living the day. I'm not. I'm not myself a Vikings fan. I grew up on the other side of the river. Go pack. Uh, Saturday <laughs> night game. Um, some of us still have to play football. It's it's unfortunate. Um, that was. <laughs> You guys are football fans, right? Yeah. That doesn't hurt to see Dallas get kicked around, even if it's by the no. Packers, does it? I mean, even as Packer haters, for the most part, on this side of the river over here, it's still Dallas. It doesn't hurt to see that, right? Uh, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Dallas. <laughs> Might even have to be a Packer backer for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. San Francisco games. has had our number for a long time so maybe this new group of guys can break that san francisco barrier but i'm just going to enjoy the extra football because to tell you the truth five six weeks ago i didn't think there was a chance i'd be watching packers play in uh in january so as a fan thanks uh thanks everybody over at the uh at the lambo uh <laughs> at lambo putting together a team that's uh, you know been worth watching the last few weeks and pretty exciting to do so um, we will start wrapping here then. We have got another episode coming next Friday, January 26th. Um, we'll be dropping. I do not have a guest in play yet, so um, we'll, we'll get it out there on social media as soon as I line one up. We could do, we could do uh, there's, a, there's a bunch we could look at there. But we are now uh, subscribed. This podcast is now subscribable on Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Podbean, and recently added, all you youngsters, Spotify. We are now posted on Spotify, so, so be ready for that. As always, send any suggestions uh, you have for show ideas or questions you have on uh, any of the topics we talk about to chris.dibble at alschools.org. Um, gentlemen, what's your shout out for Tiger Vision there? You're going to have to learn this at some point. So you're uh, <laughs> ALHS Tiger Vision on YouTube is oh, your, is oh, your gotcha. shout out. Yeah, ALHS Tiger Vision, Alberly High School on YouTube as well. Gentlemen, have a good weekend. You too. You as well. Adam, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, enjoy the cold. It warms up again next week, I believe. Yeah. All right. ALJ Tiger Talk is produced by Albert Lee, high school principal Chris Dibble, and hosted by Principal Dibble, Michael Olson, Jack Skinnis. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Albert Lee area schools. Theme and transition music include Hot Swing and Acid Trumpet, composed by Kevin McLeod and licensed through incomtech.com under Creative Commons. A link to the license can be attained on the ALHS Tiger Talk website. A special thank you to Albert Lee Community Education and the Albert Lee Area Schools. We will catch you again right here on the podcast next Friday, January 26th. And then it's February, everybody. Have a good one. <laughs>